Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to another great episode of Becoming Titans podcast. Our guest today is the wonderful Shane Barker of shanebarker.com. Shane, could you introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, my name is Shane Barker, uh, website shanebarker.com. Um, I've been in the digital marketing consulting space for 25 plus years, um, do a lot of keynote speeches. I haven't done too many in the last year and a half because obviously COVID we've been shut down a little bit. I think we'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. Um, I'm doing a lot of webinars. Um, I'm working heavily now. I have two two main companies that we'll talk about. One is shanebarker.com and then another one where I do um, consulting for the Small Business Administration. I jumped on there about a year ago with COVID happening and a lot of businesses being uh, affected. And I felt like it was kind of my civic duty to to jump on and be able to help as many businesses as possible for, for free of cost. So um, that's obviously in specific areas. So that's what I've been working on. And, um, you know, I've done flipped real estate and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm that typical entrepreneur that's a little crazy at times. Um, I've got about 35 person team between my two businesses, my two or three businesses. So, um, learn, you know, the processes that I built there to be able to become, you know, to become successful. I've fallen on my face, you know, a thousand times plus that, that have made it to where I'm at today. I'm not one of those like, Oh, it's been all roses and it's just been perfect. It's like, it was a struggle and, and like anything else, but I, I love doing podcasts like this where I'm able to come on and, and talk about the things that I've learned, some very expensive lessons, um, and be able to give that to the audience. Uh, that's what we love. We love to add value to our audience. So I appreciate that, that Shane. So I have so many questions because there's a lot we can cover here. And I imagine we could be on here for hours with, with that introduction. Um, did you start with one business in mind before you expanded to three? Because they always say, just focus on that one thing first, build it before you, you know, don't get distracted by doing multiple things. How did you go about that? Um, I joke around about it because I, I was in the beginning very much would do multiple businesses and do this and do that. And um, I'm very, what I realized was my strong suit was starting things. But then a lot of the times when you get to a certain point, I, I, I'm very much a, I need somebody like behind the scenes to help make my dream come alive. I'm very much a hard worker, but there would always get to a point where I'm like, now I need somebody to like, to like where I would manage it. And so I learned that over the years, because I would have businesses that I would get up to a point, start making some money and then take it to that next level because I would be excited about the next new shiny thing. And so I would always recommend in the beginning to try to focus on one business. Um, it's a lot of the times through that business that you'll have another business that will rear its head and will look you know, looks like an opportunity. But you have to realize, and I, I when I talk about business owners um, when they want to do other businesses, I'm saying, listen, I'm that crazy entrepreneur, but be very careful because if you're splitting your time between two businesses and you can really only spend 50% of your time on each business, assuming it's a 50-50 split. 
unless you have a great team or you have great processes, great. Then you can still, you can manage it because you can manage these and have meetings and making sure that, you know, the machine is still running if you're on vacation or you're spending more time on on one business and another business. But just be very careful of, if you know, like your personality is, hey, I'm, I'm awesome at the concept. I'm awesome about getting the website up. I'm awesome about driving traffic. But the day-to-day sales or the you know the customer service, maybe that's not really my strong suit. And what you need to do is look at that and evaluate that and figure out what you need to do to be able to find somebody that can help you on that side of it, right? Because you know you can take it up to this point and this person can take the sales and take on whatever that the other part of that is. And that took me a long time to realize. Like my wife is like, you have multiple businesses going, they're not going bad, but you're not crushing it. What about focusing on one? And I was like, that's rubbish. Like focus on <laughs> one. What am I? A one person entrepreneur? Crazy only woman? one business? Yeah. What am I working <laughs> half days now? Like, geez Louise. Like, why would you even say that? But then I realized like, wait a second, like I can do this successfully. Once again, if you have a good team in place and I've learned a lot through hiring and that whole process of really getting the right talent and then really putting processes in place. Because if you don't have that in place, if you can't leave your business for a week without things going haywire, you really don't have a business. You're never going to be able to sell that business. You're never going to be able to go and get somebody to buy your business for 10 times what it's worth because you are the head of that. And if something happens to you, what would happen to your business? And so it's something to evaluate as you go through that process. So a lot of entrepreneurs are very creative. They're big idea people, and they're very similar to you. And a lot of entrepreneurs have ADHD. How do you get yourself to sit on your hands and focus on one business at a time? I could, I would imagine that would be extremely uncomfortable when you're used to bouncing all over the place. Yeah. It, the thing is, is that you just have to figure out where do you think your biggest opportunity is, right? Assuming that you need money. Now, if you don't need money and you have all the time in the world, then great. And you can just throw cash at stuff and see if it works. That's great. That's awesome for you. But most of the time we're looking at this and I say, okay, where do you think the biggest opportunity is, right? Like where can we make the, in theory, the most amount of money, but also maybe something that you're also very passionate about because there's things where you can make a great amount of money, but you hate it. Right. And how often, how long can you do that? Right. So I tell people, hey, if you make a great amount of money, but you hate it, maybe you do it for six months, you build up the revenue, and then you have somebody to take on the accounting, somebody that will take on the sales, somebody that will take on customer service. Like, so what you want to do, I always recommend you do it yourself because how are you going to explain a process to somebody if you haven't done it yourself? Right. So that's always this you hire somebody and you're like, hey, um, I just need you to go do sales. And like, well, what have you done to generate sales? And like, well, I mean, I haven't, I don't really, I haven't done it. I haven't tried anything. I just want you to do that. And you're like, well, okay. So the idea of it is, is like, Hey, we've tried this, we've tried this. Um, but it's nice to have another set of eyeballs to say, Hey, what can we do? We've taken it to this point to make half a million dollars. And what do we need to do to get it to 1 million to 2 million and $3 million. So it's, it's that, okay, let's, you know, these are all great ideas, but what can Brent, you know, assuming you need to generate cash, what is going to generate cash the fastest is going to put in the least amount of effort. And, but you can get something up and going, and then you can outsource the nine out of 10 things that you don't enjoy doing. And then you can go focus on your passion project or something like that. But it does take some focus. Just know that there's, if there's 15 hours that you work in a day, whatever your number is eight hours, it doesn't matter when you're dividing that between two businesses that's, that's difficult. You're all, there's, you know, you're, it's something's got to give there. If you don't have help, there's going to be a point where you can't run three businesses by yourself and not have any help and expect to be successful at all three businesses. Um, 
how did this work out and shape out for you as far as your personal time and why you were building this business and the other three businesses, two businesses that you have? How do you work all that in? Personal time. See, here we go. It's a personal. Oh, you mean like hanging out with your family and stuff? Oh, Oh, geez. Who does that? Who does that? Shout out to my wife that didn't leave me when I did not have any personal time. If she's listening, which I don't know if she will. But yeah, so uh, work life balance. So that is, it is always difficult. Um, It was very difficult for me. So I'll tell you a story. I was, I had a business, one of my businesses, I, I grew to 130 employees and we were, an evaluation of 25 million in two years. I had three different offices, just the, in theory, the dream, I'm doing air quotes. If you can't see me, um, you know, and it was awesome, except I was 40 pounds overweight. I was drinking energy drinks. I was working 18 plus hours and weekends were an absolute blur. And what I mean by that, not that I was like, you know, going out and having fun and doing stuff. Like my wife's like, Hey, our son's baseball game is this Saturday. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, so can like, what do we like, just tell me what the score is. Right. And that's not the dad I want to be, but it's like, I was just like, well, I can't like, I got to keep going. Like we just, you know, I can't like just drop the ball on the weekend. And I'm very much was a workaholic and I was not healthy. Um, and the, what I learned through that whole process is like the, the most valuable thing in life is time. Right. And that, and yeah. so I'm eating up this time. And what happened was I realized, even though I have 130 employees, I was always the, I felt like I was the roadblock. I was the, you know, everything has to come through me and I've got to approve everything and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Well, that makes it so you're, you're always, you're either the person, if you can you know, dish out that stuff and make sure approve everything and do everything. I realized this thing called delegation. You might want to look it up on Google. <laughs> it's a very, it's an amazing tool that you can do. It's actually where you say, Hey, I've hired you to do this and I'm going to let you go and do this. And I can train you along the way so that you can be as good as me or as close as as good as me, right? Or even better than me. Like, that's really what I really want is I want somebody that is actually going to crush what I can do. I'm going to come to you and say, hey, this is how I've put this together. And they go, that's awesome. But there's some efficiencies because I've done this with other companies and this is what you need to do. And so for me, the delegation and the trusting and really putting a team around me that I trust was very difficult. But there was a point where when it started happening, now I look at things and I automate or I outsource. Like those are my two things. I look at everything I can do. And I think, how can I get somebody else to do this? Like literally, if I don't enjoy doing it, the only thing that I haven't figured out yet is how I can get somebody to speak on stage as me. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to, we're going to clone me or they're doing it with sheep. So that's exciting. I don't, my wife, I'll tell you firsthand, she was a, a loving woman. Um, but does not want two of me around. So she did say she was very firm about that. So I'll have to, sh- I'll have to hide the other chain somewhere. I will put them in the basement <laughs> in and just give some, yeah, a little box. Chain in the box. He's, yeah, it'll be fine. Like I haven't fully negotiated this with the other Shane because he's not around, but I think he's going to be a little less needy and stuff like that. And, but he's going to be a workhorse. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, you might be able to sell that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm Another telling business. you, we could just, that's it. Why not just start cloning people? Make it super awkward. <laughs> really? <laughs> so one of your businesses is shanebarker.com. And it's all about content marketing, influencer, um, you know, to be an influencer on Instagram, which is a really big thing. And I can't imagine that it's an easy thing to go from not being an influencer and building yourself out to be an influencer. How do you help people do that? Because it takes time, doesn't it? 
It does. It does. It's not an overnight process. I think that's, it's funny. So I, um, and I didn't even tell you this, but I also um, have created the curriculum and, and was <laughs> teaching a class at UCLA um, as well. And this was a, a few quarters ago. And so what we did is we created a, with a friend of mine, Amanda, we created the curriculum for that course. And the goal of that was not necessarily like it was to be an influencer, but the idea is, is like how to be an entrepreneur, right? How do you put that together? Because we look at um, influencers online and what we assume that it, it is, is, you know, you with a pink poodle on your private jet, eating your chai latte, drinking your chai latte with your abs and your beautiful butt and just everything that plays into this influencer life. In theory, um, the the goal of this is like understanding that it's, that's just not all that. Like, right. I mean, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's awesome, but it, it takes work. It's not, you, know, you have to have a team, a lot of work. Yeah. So it's, it's a job. Like it's not you, the picture, the perfect picture you see of somebody on the beach you didn't see the 800 pictures that she took before that, or he took before that, or the fact that they have to eat, you know, nuts all the time and vegetables because, you know, you can't eat cupcakes and drink, you know, mochas and all the stuff that I enjoy and be, you lose your abs. Like right. I haven't had my abs since I was like seven years old or something, but, and they weren't really abs. I just was hungry and I just needed to be fed. So that's a different deal. But that's the point is that it's, it's a lot of work. And what are you doing to build that foundation? And also not just to use one platform, like Instagram can be where you're seen and that's awesome, but you really need to get people back to your website, right? And so how do we build up our newsletter and how do we build up other platforms, whether that's TikTok or Twitter or Facebook or whatever that may be, like, how do we build this into an actual business, right? Because we don't own Instagram, we don't own Facebook. So if you're an influencer there and something happens and that can be whatever, you can post a risky picture, you can say something that's off color or whatever it is, then you can be banned and you just put all your time into this one profile, right? It's like multiple revenue streams. It's like investing in the stock market. Like we don't, you just invest one stock, you invest in multiple stocks and you diversify. It's the same thing as this. Like, what are you doing to stabilize what you've got? And that's multiple revenue streams. And so that's what I, that's what we were working on at UCLA. In fact, I even have um, a course that I'm creating. It's called howtobeaninfluencer.com. You can go take a look at the website. Um, and what it is, it's based off the UCLA curriculum. And we're showing people how to be an influencer, but really how to you know, pitch brands and talk to brands and how to negotiate with brands and how to build a little empire for yourself, right? And don't, because a lot of people don't know how to do that. No. It's, there was this the disconnect between brands. I mean, we do brand workshops and I do with influencers. And there was this huge disconnect of, like, how do we work together? Like, how much do I pay them? And like, what is, what can I, how do you know, who owns the content? Like, what kind of contracts do we put in place? And so there was a lot of brands that were doing it early on and they say, oh, we've done influencer marketing and it didn't work. And I said, okay, well, tell me about that. Well, we worked with this one influencer, Jennifer, and, you know, we gave her 10 grand and she put up a picture and it, nothing worked. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't try all of influencer marketing. That's like me saying, I did a, a pay-per-click ad. I did one and pay-per-click doesn't work. And it's like, yeah. No, there's other platforms. There's, you know, videographers, there's YouTube, there's bloggers, there's Instagram, there's TikTok. There's, and the idea is, is you have to try multiple campaigns with multiple influencers to see who moves the needle. And now you have an idea of like, hey, this worked well with this influencer on this platform that has this kind of demographics. Now we can go in and, and you know, and, and really start to finding other influencers that are similar to that. And then you start building out these, these funnels to be able to, you know, make some cash. I'm exhausted. I tell you, and I didn't even take a breath during that whole time. I just, I just try to keep talking. And then the whole oxygen thing is usually after the interview. And this is, and I'm not even on coffee. I swear. This is like, I wake up. That's why we pray for my wife. That's why you need to pray for her. Because she's a good woman. I wish she's a, she's an absolute angel from the heavens. I, 
I wake up in fifth and sixth gear. Like I literally do. Wow. For me, it is it is all gas, no brakes. And it is, and for some people, like those lucky people that get the phone calls in the morning for me, they're like, I gotta, I gotta sit down and put my seatbelt on because here goes Shane. He's got an <laughs> idea or he's gonna want to do something. And my amazing team. God bless them too. Cause they just, you know, they're like, here goes. I had a meeting right before this. And I was like, this is the things we're going to do to increase sales in June. And, you know, I got two, I have two executive assistants that work on my emails and everything. And they're just wow. taking notes and just amazing people. Absolutely amazing people. I couldn't do what I'm doing today without them. Like I'm very blessed and very fortunate. So as an influencer, when, you know, you have a lot going on in the background for you and you have two assistants, probably one for one business and one for the other, I'm assuming. Exactly. Um, how does an influencer start from nobody? And it's not a matter of creating the right viral video or anything like that. There's so much more to it than that. Um, that's the least of your worries, I would think. How do you, how do you, what's the first step that you do if you really are set on being an influencer? The first step is just doing starting, right? That's usually where most people like fail is they don't even, the failure to launch, the, the pressing the button and doing it. Like I am me, and I'm going to say influencer, I'll put that once again, air quotes, influencer, thought leader, whatever we want to call it. I is mainly through blogging. So I'm, I'm like number one on page one for like 2,500 keywords. And it's all like, I go after the biggest marketers in the world. We compete for the biggest terms. So I'm, you know, I, I brag about like when I see other speakers at events, I go and I literally will tell them, Hey, you guys are losing ranking on these 14 keywords. You might want to take a look at them. Cause I'm kicking your ass. Like that's, you know, these are the conversations, right? And it's more of an ego thing. And we, you know, we, I have fun doing that, but for me, that's where I've really you know, carved out a, a nice little space is that I write for Inc. and Forbes and all these big websites. Um, and so that the thought leadership came because I, I would talk about things that I'm doing for my clients and for myself, and I wanted to educate the masses. And when I created my blog and people are like, why are you telling everybody your secrets? And I'm like, because I want to educate the masses. Like, I think it's important. I mean, I don't care if you're a competing marketer and you read my blog and that helps your client. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's that's what it's supposed to be there for. Like, I'm not holding back on anything that needs to be done or that needs to be said. Because, and that's the reason why I jumped on doing stuff for the SBA, Small Business Administration. Because I feel like it's my civic duty that the things that I've learned, if I'm not giving that knowledge to somebody else, I'm doing a disservice. Like, I don't want to die with money and tons of knowledge and not be able to help educate people. Like, I think that's a, it's important. You, you should give back in that sense. And so, that's what it is for me is that, you know, I, we started writing and telling everybody in the world what we were doing and other marketers were like, you're, you're crazy. Like, why would you tell your secrets? And I'm like, but why would I not? Why would right? you not? Why would I not? Why There's would I so share There's so much gift? availability in the world that you could not possibly help everybody that needs the services that you have. And plus they might not be able to handle you or your business. You might not have the personality that fits them. So there's more than enough in the world. There's plenty. There's millions of people that need me. And guess what? And there's plenty of other people that are just as smart as me and smarter than me. And it's like, why would I get in the way of that? Like I'm, I'm, my expertise maybe isn't in, it excels in certain areas that other people, it doesn't excel for them. And they come to get that knowledge there. And I come to their website to get knowledge in other areas. Like you, I'm always, I'm a student of the game. Like there's always more stuff to learn. And so I, but that's why I share everything. Like people, I'm like, why would I, I for me, it's just, there's so much information out there now. And there's so many things that we need to know as marketers that are constantly changing and entrepreneurs. 
I think it's 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 important. That's why I tell people, you know, once again, join my newsletter. And, and I'm not saying that just because I want to spam you and try to like, I don't even pitch through my newsletter. Like I've never talked about my services, except maybe if I go to an event, I'll tell people I'm at an event. But other than that, like I don't pitch, we do SEO and hey, content marketing. I, it's literally all value. It's talking about my podcast. It's talking about the people we've interviewed, talking about different strategies that we've used, how we're using TikTok, how we're using this. The goal of it is for me is purely education because um, I want to, you know, it's, you got to enlighten people. If I know something and it costs me X amount of money to figure that out, like why not share it? It's pretty amazing to me when I find people like you, um, the more someone gives, the more successful they are. I mean, the thing is, 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 is the universe will give you back tenfold, you know, and that's not the reason I do it. Um, I do it because I think it's important. I, it's important just for, you know, to be able to at night to sleep and know that I'm helping families, you know, especially with the SBA stuff, that I'm helping families that are, that don't know how to do multiple revenue streams or restaurant is shut down or something, you know, because of COVID that is out of their control. It brings me solace and it brings me joy to be able to, to help those families. Cause I've been in those situations, not because of COVID, but I mean, my business was one aside was hit because of COVID we were, we were fine and able to sustain, but like there's other businesses, it's because I'm a marketer, so I'm creative and I can figure that out. But yeah. if you're a restaurant and you've done the same thing for 30 years and you wanted to retire in two years, and now they're saying, hey, you need to bring this online and you need to start getting food delivered and you need to be able to do all this. And they're like, what? shoot me. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you do? I'm sorry, a como? Like, like, what did you just say to me? Like, and so now to be able to help them do that and say, listen, this is, you know, most of the clients that I talked to, I've asked them, I said, do you have money in the bank and how much gas do you have in your tank? So what it comes down to, like, how much are you ready for this transition? And some of them aren't. And say, okay, great. Let's take a look at what we can do to, to sell a business. Or what can I do to, to you know, to figure, help you figure this out? I want to be a liaison, you know, because I want you to be able to, like, what do you need to do to survive, to at least sustain during these crazy times? And now we're, people are getting vaccinated and, and I think some good things are happening. I mean, I know firsthand, a lot of the restaurants I'm working with are doing a lot better. Concerts are selling out within minutes and a lot, a lot of things are opening up. So, um we're at, a, we're at a good space. We're at a good space. I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think it's been actually COVID has been a really good thing for a lot. I know it's been hard on small businesses and it's breaking my heart to watch it close down small businesses. But at the same time, it's really, like you said, they were used to doing the same thing all the time. And I think it was a really good thing for them to make them force them to switch and catch up with the times. It's it was a reality check for a lot of people, um, and I I agree with you. I, I'm a very I'm an advocate of looking at the positive in things, and so you know yes, heartbreaking. There were some businesses that I talked to that I was like, listen, I don't know what else to tell you, you know. And I'm usually an ideas guy, and it's like sometimes it's like, listen, don't spend your last twenty grand on this thing. This is not that you've you've hit the end, and don't wait for the government to save you. Nothing against the government because I, right. I do government work, but like don't train. Is a tactic, but it's not a really tactical tactic. Like, I mean, just know it's they're not always answered. So, what can we do to be realistic about it? And that's some of the hardest conversations I've had. It's like, hey, don't don't go down with the ship if the ship's going down. Like, what can we do to mitigate that, or what can we do to say, hey, let's pause this thing, right? And how can we negotiate with your landlord or whatever? Like, how do we or look at the costs and how can we mitigate those costs to be able, you know, to sustain the storm. And now we come out on this side and, and we're going to be stronger. And now you, now you maybe even have an online presence because of the time that you put in there. And that's what we're seeing now is now their brick and mortar is going great. And now they have a revenue stream over here because they're selling online, whether that be, you know, through an app or whatever that may be. So every business is, is, is different. And, and 
that's what I love about it is that everybody, I can come up with different solutions to be able to help their business, things that they didn't even think about and to be able to put a plan together for them so they can, they can actually execute and make it happen. Wow. You're a good man. You're a good man. I, I do what I can. I'm, I'm only I'm at the beginning part of this. I'm 46. So I've only have 46 more years. I got to negotiate that with the good Lord above, but <laughs> right around there, give or take a few years. And my thing is I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing. I love it. I love it. Um, so how can people get in contact with you, Shane? Yeah. Um, you can, you can send money through PayPal. Oh no. Oh, you mean like get in contact with me. Oh, I thought you meant like tip, tip to the wait staff or Patreon. something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Please. You, yeah, you probably, yeah. Go to my only fans. No, I'm totally kidding. So no, you guys, you guys can get a hold of me at shanebarker.com. That's S H A N E B A R K E R.com. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter. Once again, we don't pitch through the newsletter that might change in a year, but right now we it literally last five, six years has been all just value, just things that we do for my podcast, um, different things that we're doing for clients to better understand platforms and how to market, you know, how to drive traffic and sales. Um, and then you can also reach out to the how to be an influencer.com, which is you just spell that out, how to be an influencer.com. That is the course that it will be um, done. I'm finalizing the content and it should be done here in another month or so. So um, stay tuned there. And then you can get a hold of me on any of the platforms. Twitter is Shane underscore Barker. Um, Instagram is just Shane Barker. LinkedIn is Shane Barker. Um, and that's it. That's about it. I think I think I've, that's all the resources from, there's probably 10 other ones, but I think those are the main ones. Oh, let me give you my main email address. How about that? Let's, cause my yeah. assistants love it. They love sending emails. <laughs> Send as many as you can folks. I got two people Annoying that can outwork you. They, trust me. They are workhorses too. They are absolutely amazing. They will outwork you. So, um, my email is Shane, S-H-A-N-E, and you guessed it at shanebarker.com. That is my direct email. Um, if it's anything too important um, that you need to talk to me instantly, call 911. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can get in contact with me. My assistants will let me know. And if I'm not in here, you know, doing some type of meeting, podcast, or something like that, then we can definitely get in contact and chat. Okay. Thank you, Shane, for adding so much value to our podcast. I appreciate it. Hey, you guys stay awesome. And thank you once again for having me. Russ Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit russyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, Tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag Becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to RussShager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day and we'll see you next time.